Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here nationwide. The phone number 877-973-7425 if you want to be on the program. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I don't want to talk about politics for a minute. This is actually quite important. Uh, More important than the politics of the day. I've been talking to you a lot about the economy in the last couple of months. In fact, I've been talking to you about aspects of the economy and the slowdown that you're probably not hearing in a lot of conservative talk circles uh, because there's a lot of it, frankly, that's not the Democrats' fault. Uh, It's maybe spillover effects from some of their policies, but also uh, the ramifications from China and Europe. And it's having a devastating impact on a lot of Americans. Uh, more and more, there's a story out today, more and more people, uh, subprime uh, payers and mortgages, they are having trouble meeting their bills. Uh, car loans, people are defaulting on car loans. I had a realtor yesterday send me the list of all the people headed into default on just one day. Uh, just in Georgia, and it was like 1,300 people will all go into default on a single day in Georgia. Um, it is a hard time for a lot of people right now. About two months ago, when gas prices really started getting high, I started having a conversation with uh, the Metro Atlanta Salvation Army. And they escalated it up to the National Salvation Army uh, to see if there was a way for you and me, if you are able to be able to donate specifically to help people who can't even fill up their car with gas to make it work or are having to put money in their car or gas in their car to go to work and so they can't buy groceries or they're they're feeding their kids and not themselves so they're starving and there are a lot of people in this country in that position right now and in the spirit of loving your neighbor uh i want to see if if those of you in the audience might be willing to help me step up and help our neighbors around the country uh, in in need right now. Now, why the Salvation Army? I, I know there have been uh, some conservative critics lately of the Salvation Army. I've always thought very highly of the Salvation Army because uh, roughly 90 to 95 cents of every dollar uh, that goes to the Salvation Army generally goes to actually helping people. Uh, they only it, it take like five cents on the dollar for overhead costs. Some organizations is 50, 50, 70, 30. Um, with Salvation Army, they take five cents of every dollar, but for this, they're not even doing that. Also, there aren't a lot of nonprofits out there that want to work with a conservative talk radio show host. Believe it or not, you're, you're saying, Hey, I've got a big audience. We would like to help uh, those in need right now. Can we partner with you? They're like, Oh no, we can't because you're conservative. Salvation Army didn't care. Not only that, the Salvation Army works in literally every zip code in the United States of America. So here's what I'm asking you to do if you will consider doing this. And this is not something uh, we had planned on doing for a while. And then it just, it took on a life of its own. And there really are people right now who are struggling in ways you probably can't imagine. They may even be on your street. In fact, I so I live in a nice neighborhood. And on this list of foreclosures, I see someone in my neighborhood who I would have never guessed is is on the verge of foreclosure. Um, can't pay their bills. There are a lot of people out there right now who 
They're having to sacrifice food for gas or gas for food or both for bills or bills for food. Uh, if you can, if you text the word donate to 33777, if you text the word donate to 33777, I'm going to send you back a link. Uh, we've set up a special page with the Salvation Army. If you donate through the link, 100% dollar for dollar is going to go to buy gift cards for those in need who need to fill up their car with gas and can't afford it or need to go to the grocery store to buy food for their kids. Uh, the number of people in need right now around the country is extraordinarily high. And not everybody can help. But those who can, uh, I would appreciate it if you would. The Salvation Army has a presence to help those in need literally in every zip code in the country. And most of the people who seek help from the Salvation Army have jobs already. They're already working. They're, 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 these aren't the, the people who are living off the government. They've got jobs, but they're struggling to overcome the daily challenges of living in poverty right now. We have record high inflation we haven't seen in 40 years. We have bare store shelves. We've got uh, formula shortages. We've got prices going up in grocery stores. The uh, pain at the pump is worse than we have ever seen it in the country, in this country. So if you can help, please help. Please text the word donate to 33777. Uh, now look, out of the gate, and look, we're going to get into politics because there's a lot of news out there today. There is, and I can't avoid the news, including there's a Fox News poll down in Georgia showing the, the bloodbath in store for David Perdue next week and, and that Herschel Walker, 66% of Republicans are going to vote for him. Uh, but I, I just, let me, let me spend a moment and drive this one home for you because I got to tell you, I put up a tweet this morning asking people, if they would help on, on just, I know I should have, I, I should have been thinking of it on social media. I can't even read you half the tweets in reply. Uh, some were like, I don't believe you. You're going to pocket the money. Uh, they, nobody, this is the number one thing from people on the left. They said, unfortunately was no, you're lying. The economy's so good right now. There's actually nobody hurting. You're lying. I, I was stunned that people are that naive right now. To say that uh, there's no one hurting, the economy is so good, this is impossible, impossible for this to happen. Then there were people saying, no, you give me the name of someone, I'm not going to give it to a charity. And there were also those who wanted to attack the Salvation Army, an organization that's willing to step up and help. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And the next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The experts in the law who had come to challenge Jesus replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. I tell people all the time, 
that one of my biggest frustrations, being a conservative in talk radio, honestly, um, where everything is about Washington so often, but, you know, Scripture tells us to seek the welfare of the community in which we live, and there we will find our welfare. Pray for it, and we will find our welfare there. God told the uh, the Jews who headed into exile in Babylon to go there, get married, raise families, have children, and seek the welfare of the community in which you live, plant gardens, tend to those gardens, and prosper. And when you're there, seek the welfare of the community in which you live. And all of us get focused on Washington. I do too. I mean, it's part of my job is focusing on the headlines out of Washington, D.C. Washington seems so pervasive. But Washington, D.C. isn't feeding the homeless man under the bridge tomorrow. Someone in your community is. Washington, D.C. is not aware of and does not care about your next-door neighbor who this morning uh, could only put a quarter of a tank of gas in their car to go to work and back because they don't make enough money right now because, you know, people are paying an extra $5,000 a year for gas right now. That's from CNBC. Uh, The cost of gas for Americans is an extra $5,000 a year right now. And grocery prices are high as well. So they're having to pick between their children and themselves. They're struggling. Jesus gave a new commandment to his followers to love your neighbor as yourself. And people say, who who is your neighbor? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And who is my neighbor? They challenged him. And I get this when I do this time. What about the the gay guy across the street with the with the Hillary Clinton sign still in his yard or the Joe Biden sign? You know he's your neighbor. You don't have to agree, but you, you got to take care of your neighbor. And you don't stand in front of his house and say, repent, repent, you heathen, repent. That's not really loving your neighbor. You think it's loving your neighbor. Well, I don't want him to go to hell, so I'm telling him to repent. But you don't have a relationship with the guy. You've just come off as a brain biblical donkey to the guy. And we do this. We divide ourselves now. And and if my neighbor doesn't agree with me, well, I don't want to know him. Some of you live in an apartment complex. You live in townhomes. You don't even know the person on the other side of the wall from you. They annoy you. You've got no relationship with them. Or you're in a neighborhood like me where I can see out my window to the houses across the street. Maybe you don't know them. They are your immediate neighbors. But the poor family who lives down the street from you, who is struggling, who you don't know, they are actually your neighbor as well. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho where he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away and left him for dead. One of my favorite TV shows is Daredevil on Netflix. It's actually really good. And the ultimate, I guess it's the series finale of the first season. Uh, the, the bad guy riffs on this. He talks about this and he says, you know, I, I used to think that I was the Levite who moved to the other side of the street. Or maybe I was the priest or maybe I was the man in the ditch or maybe I was the robber. And I decided, no, I'm not any of those. I am the malevolent force that inspired the robbers to beat the man and leave him in the ditch. It's a powerful scene in the show. It's compelling. Nobody thinks about that. What compelled the robbers? The sin of the robbers. What compelled the robbers? Were they struggling too? They didn't love their neighbor. And along comes this man who's clearly not the neighbor of this person, uh, who is walking back to, to Samaria and takes pity on him. The, the man who was shunned by polite society 
is the guy who takes pity on the man in the ditch and takes care of him. It's it's telling for our role. Um, and you know, I, I, I was, was convicted the other day by a lady because when I see the homeless guy on the street, I, I'm not the person who wants to roll down my window and, and give him money. I'm really not. I don't like to do it. I, I rarely carry cash with me anyway. To not, you know, you, you stare awkwardly straight forward. We have this in Atlanta a lot now. People sit on the side of the roads, help me, a starving veteran, whatever, and you're, you're, you're not quite sure anyway. And I was convicted by a lady the other day, actually, she and her husband, we were talking, and, and the, the wife said, the husband said, he's like me, and the wife said, you know what, uh, roll your window down and give them five bucks. She said, yeah, you may be feeding an addiction. You might just be buying someone money so they can buy drugs, but how do you know? Rather to err on the side of helping someone who might really be in need and possibly me being taken advantage of when I can afford to be taken advantage of in that way than costing someone a meal because they and their family are starving. It was actually, I never thought about it that way. It's very convicting. Whether you agree with it or not. But I got to start the show this way because I have for months now been telling you about the hardships out there. And I've been telling you about how people are struggling. And I, I, I don't like to, you, if you listen to my program, I try to give you calls to action, try to, I, we've, I've got the database to help you call members of Congress and the like, or, or candidates to support. I have in, in people on, but I, I've been racking my brain. What do we do about this situation? And, and it came to me, you know, seek the welfare of the community in which you live and there you'll find your welfare. Well, how do we do that? I've got people now who are listening to me right now in uh, the middle of North Carolina. I've got people listening right now in Central Florida. I've got people listening right now in Salem, Oregon. I've got people listening right now in Tucson, Arizona. How do I get those people? Because my community where I am is Atlanta. And I thought the Salvation Army, they work in every single zip code in this country and spend all the money you will donate on the actual cause. They don't use it for their overhead. They don't use it for their salaries. And so if you are willing and able to make a difference, please consider texting the word donate to 33777. Follow that link and give what you can. Maybe it's a dollar, maybe it's 10, maybe it's a hundred, maybe it's a thousand. Whatever you can give, every single penny, every single penny is going to go to help an individual or a family who more likely than not, given the statistics of who the Salvation Army helps, has a job right now and absolutely cannot make ends meet because the cost of gas and groceries are too high. So please give generously if you can. And I thank you very, very much for considering it. Text donate to 33777. And also, if you're listening and you're struggling or you know someone who is struggling, tell them to call or go to the Salvation Army. They are standing by to help. At the bottom of the hour, I'm going to talk to one of the the volunteers of the Salvation Army so that if you do know someone in need, we're going to talk about how those people can get help from what those of you who are generously stepping up to be able to do are, are doing because there's there are those of you who are meeting the need, and I also know there are those of you out there right now who are struggling, and I want to be able to help you. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know, I used to have a great business sense and love to invest and it just got overwhelming and I've been looking to get back into it. And y'all, I have tried the different companies. Y'all know the companies I'm talking about out there. 
and I settled on SoFi for a lot of reasons, and now I'm actually happy to tell you about them as a podcast advertiser. I'm happy they came on board because I came on board them before this, and I really like it. And one of the reasons I like it is because it's gotten so complicated with all the jargon out there. You got meme stocks, altcoin, you got shilling for different stocks. You don't know who you can trust. Uh, with SoFi, you can actually get into investing stocks, ETFs, crypto, retirement planning. You get all the IRA options, whether SEP, traditional, or Roth. You don't get commissions on trading stocks and ETFs. You get no account fees or hidden fees. You can use fractional shares that start as low as $5 to buy brand name stocks. Even if you don't have a couple thousand dollars lying around, you can get started for cheap with SoFi putting your money in and watching it grow over time. Now listen, you get hands-on with active investing. You can let SoFi's number one ranked automated investing tool, their robo-advisor, take the stress out of building and managing a diversified portfolio. They've got it all there. It's easy to use. I've been using it. I love the interface. It's intuitive. If I can do it, you can can do it. Cut through the jargon. Make investing easy with SoFi. Go to SoFi.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's SoFi.com slash Eric, S-O-F-I.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. I've got to read an email from Pam. Pam is listening right now. Uh, I, I, I hope I lose a listener today. Here's the email from Pam. Instead of begging people for money, why aren't you demanding that our government, especially Republicans in D.C., do something? That's what's wrong with this country now. Not enough people are demanding something be done. Our pathetic and useless government are ones who are giving billions to Ukraine but don't give a crap about Americans. Salvation Army is part of the problem because they decided to go woke and just add fuel to an already blazing America. You know what, Pam? Screw you. I'm trying to help people in need, and all you want to do is complain about the government. That's all you're doing, bitter, malcontented soul. You want to complain about the Salvation Army because you think they've gone woke because someone told you they went woke, and maybe one branch somewhere did something you're unhappy. Are you really going to not help someone when 100% of the money is going to your neighbor's 100%, every single damn penny you give is going to your neighbors, and you're not going to do it because it's the Salvation Army. Do you know what, Pam? There were plenty of other nonprofits out there, and you know what? They didn't want to work with the conservative talk radio show host. The Salvation Army was willing to do it, Pam. Should I have just not done anything? Because, oh, my gosh, Pam's upset that it's the Salvation Army helping. The Salvation Army wanted to help. They weren't afraid to work with a conservative. And you people are going to attack the organization because you read somewhere that one branch of the Salvation Army might have gone woke. So you're going to condemn the whole effort to help your neighbors? Really? Really? Is this your embittered mindset? I can't help my neighbors. I need to send all caps emails railing against Washington, D.C., which if they flip the switch tomorrow will take months to do anything to change the direction of the economy. But by God, I'm not going to give a penny today. No, sorry, Bob. I can't help my neighbor because Pam says I shouldn't have helped with the Salvation Army and instead I should be telling Washington to do something for him because Pam doesn't want to help her neighbor. She wants Washington to do it. This is the sounds like a progressive, frankly. Sounds like a progressive 
Can't help my neighbors. I need Washington to do it. You go tell Washington. If you don't want to help your neighbor, don't help your neighbor. Don't, don't do what Jesus says. Don't love your neighbor. No, no, don't, don't help the poor. Don't be the good Samaritan. No, no, don't you do that because the vehicle by which 100% of your money will go to help those in need, you, you got questions about it. No, can't, can't do that. Nope. Instead, send an all caps email to the radio show host criticizing him for wanting to actually help people who can't even feed their families right now. You suck. I mean, really. Absolutely. I hope you're listening to every word of this and then don't ever listen again. I need an opening for a new listener who's not an angry, embittered old person who wants to send all caps emails about stuff like this. My gosh, do you know there's someone on your block right now who is starving and you probably don't even know them? The rest of you, please help your neighbor. Don't be an embittered old person. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Ruth Mary, I want to go to you out of the gate here. Welcome. Good afternoon, Eric. I'm doing fine, and I know you're doing fine, but you're riled up by that that person. Yeah, multiple people complaining that I would work with the Salvation Army of all the groups in America to complain about. that ignorant person that just sent that in-caps thing to you, we have complained to our government, and look what it does. It can't even get the baby formula or anything correct. So why count on our government to try and help us when they can't even help themselves? You keep it going with the Salvation Army. They're a good organization to give to. I will be giving today. My great-uncle, who was in the military, And in the war, when he came back, and these men that came back from the war, um, and I'm not just talking Vietnam War, World War II and that, and the Korean War, they came back with hardly any money in their pockets. And nothing against the Red Cross, because I have gone and helped them, but my uncle said when when they got off the train, the Red Cross was giving them coffee and donuts, but they had to pay for it. The salvation down, just down a little ways, gave it away for nothing because they knew these soldiers were coming back from a war and probably had nothing, and they gave them the coffee and donuts and whatever they needed. My great-uncle always said, you give to an organization that's going to help, I ask the family to give to the Salvation Army always. That lady Uh, infuriated me. Uh, Rosemary, listen, I appreciate it so much. Thank you very much. I have for years and years uh, donated time to help uh, the Salvation Army uh, because the thing that I respect about the Salvation Army is they use so little of the donations people give to cover their overhead. So many of the people who work for the Salvation Army and are dedicated to the Salvation Army are volunteers because they want to help. The people who ring the bells and collect the money at the kettles, they're volunteers. A lot of the people who organize in local communities, they're volunteers because they want to help. And 100% of the donations that you guys make right now are going to go to the people in need I cannot fathom the mindset of someone because you read something somewhere about some pervasiveness of politics at some point in some part of the Salvation Army organization that you're not going to step up and help uh, help poor people right now in need when 100% of the money is going to go to them because of your politics. I, I, this, is, this is part of the brokenness of this country. 
on all sides that we're in a situation like this. Uh, it just, it, it's, it frustrates me so much. Uh, it aggravates me to no end um, that people will put their, their politics ahead of their charity. And right now in this country, at this very moment, there is someone struggling who cannot make ends meet, who cannot put gas in their car, who cannot buy groceries for their children, who cannot find reasonably priced baby formula for their kids. And they need help. 100% of your donation will go to help them. If you text the word donate to 33777, uh, I will uh, send you back a link. You can click it and donate to the Salvation Army, and they will make sure this money gets in the hands of those in need. Joining me from the Salvation Army is Paul Ryerson. Paul, thank you very much for being with me. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you so much for this. Um, first of all, uh, l- let me get your background. With, with uh, How long have you been with the Army? Well, see, I've been with the Salvation Army for three generations. Really? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My uh, grandmother started with the Salvation Army. It went over to my to my mother and now me. Wow, good for you. So, so let's talk about that. Then your your grandmother, your mom, and you. Tell me about the passion you've got in, in the work you see them do. Well, I tell you, I tell you what. Um, I grew up uh, watching my grandmother serve uh, others in the name of Christ faithfully, and her example really. Um, really instilled in me a, a heart of service and a heart of wanting to contribute and give back to my to my community and society. So by just watching them and seeing their example, it really fed into me to, to become an officer in the Salvation Army. Now, let's go into the rank, uh, because I know the, they've got me as you're, you're listed as a captain, a core officer for the Salvation <clears throat> Army of Gwinnett County in Lawrenceville, Georgia. What exactly does that mean? Well, the Salvation Army has, uh, we have officers and, you know, lieutenants and captains and majors and such. And But the, basically what a commissioned officer is, is an individual who has gone through two years of training and also has received an ordination to be a minister of the gospel. And we are assigned to local communities to run that Salvation Army operation. So um, both my wife and I are officers, we're both captains, and we run the Salvation Army in Gwinnett County. Now, we run all the social operations, what we're probably known for, but we also are ordained ministers, and we hold worship services at the every Salvation Army is a place to worship, and we hold a service that my wife and I are the pastors here in Gwinnett County and consider it an honor to, to serve the Lord in this way. Now, let, let's talk about this particular effort, um, helping people. Can you talk about the needs you guys are seeing in your community right now? Well, the needs right now is... Gosh, for the last several years, it's just been, seems like one thing after another. You know, obviously during the pandemic, the need was right in front of us, in front of all of us. But right now, it's inflation. This inflation, we are seeing an increase metro-wide, nationwide, of families who are just trying to make it, make it to the next day. They just don't have the, um, the resources to, to try to go out and buy groceries, fuel in their car, and fuel prices continue, of course, to, to go up. 
But I, I will tell you that uh, the majority of people coming into the Salvation Army are, are individuals who have they have jobs and family. They're you and me, and they're just they're just struggling. They're they're trying to figure out how we're going to make this work. And so the Salvation Army over the last, like just here in Gwinnett County, for example, just over in the last year, I've seen a hundred and fifty five percent increase in individuals coming to seek help over just over the last year. And so the need is real. Now, I one of the reasons I've always respected the Salvation Army is so little of the money that goes to the Salvation Army, goes to the overhead of the Salvation Army, when there are major global nonprofits where um, you get 30, 40, 50 cents on the dollar goes to the overhead, and yet the, the Salvation Army, it's always been 90 to 95 cents of every dollar actually goes to the cause in need. Uh, what's it like with y'all's operation? Well, you know, uh, our operation is uh, well, it's just like you said. Um, we, you know, the Salvation Army works very hard to keep our costs down, so that way we can serve and help more people. Uh, you know, we're, we're in the business in the line of, of course, uh, you, know, you know, serving humanity, but we serve under the name of Christ. And it's in that name we want to be good stewards and do the best that we can for families who are walking into all of our doors. Uh, we have 7,200 centers of operation across the United States, and we serve every zip code in the United States. And with an organization that size, it's by, you know, good stewardship, but also by keeping our heart in tune with Christ that we can keep the cost down so that we can serve more and more families. Now, listen, I don't want to I don't want to keep you, but I just I got to ask you if if there's a family in need now and it looks like we're we're we set a goal for 25. We surpassed it. We raised the goal to 50. We're at about thirty seven, thirty eight thousand dollars now. Uh, if people need help, not don't want to donate, but they actually need the help, uh, the money that we're raising, what do they need to do? Well, they, now I can speak to you if you're in the metro Atlanta area, uh, you can go to sahelp.org. And from right there, you can access any Salvation Army in the metro Atlanta area. And you can see what services we provide uh, based on where you live. And if you're outside of the metro Atlanta area, and you can just go online to your local Salvation Army uh, website, and they'll, be, they'll have a list of all the services that they provide. Uh, you can obviously call your local Salvation Army, um, and then they'd be able to, to at least get you started in the right direction. Here's what you need to do. Here, Come in, and we can start this process. Well, I, first of all, thank you all for partnering with me on this. Um, and I, I really appreciate it so much. I appreciate Eric, the we thank you for you partnering guys. with us. The need is real, and we just really appreciate you partnering with us and helping us meet this growing need. Well, it, it really is growing right now. We haven't seen things like this in a long time. Paul, listen, I, I won't let you, I, I won't keep you. I appreciate you so much and, and what you guys are doing. Thank you very much. God bless you. You too. Paul Ryerson with the Salvation Army. Uh, he is in the, the Gwinnett County, Georgia area, but they have offices in every zip code in the nation. They help people. Uh, we got to move on to the, because there actually is some news and, and I want to actually get into it right now. But again, if you will text the word donate to 33777, please, uh, and see if you can help. I want to play you some audio here, uh, the Goldman Sachs CEO, uh, so you can understand what's going on. Contract. So when clients call you and say, OK, so what what's the next 18 months look like in you, from your perspective, the House view, the David Solomon view? What does it look like? Are we in a recession? 
Well, the, the house view, the house view is slowing economic activity, higher rates, and probably a 30% chance of recession as you look forward over the next 12 to 24 months. What I would say, and that's, that's our research, you know, right. our research point of view, what I would say when I'm advising clients is we're going to tighten economic conditions. It's going to have an impact on a number of things in your business that are hard to predict. You have to be thinking about your risk appetite. You have to be thinking about your planning. You have to think about the fact that we probably at some point, that there's a reasonable chance at some point that we have a recession or we have you know, very, very slow sluggish growth. And so start preparing for that. Start thinking about that. That doesn't mean that that's definitely going to happen. But certainly, I think that if you're running a significant enterprise, you have to be looking through a lens with a little bit more caution right now than you might have been when we were sitting here a year ago. Look, it is obvious that the Federal Reserve is saying they're going to do their best to try to have a soft landing. That's the Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, says that the Federal Reserve is going to do their best to try to have a soft landing for the economy. They're just not sure that this is something they're really going to be able to do is, is structure a soft landing of the economy. Here's the chairman of the Federal Reserve. A lot of people, though, are skeptical that you can get inflation down to your 2% goal uh, without a recession. What, what do you know that they don't? I don't know anything that they don't. I mean, I, I would say it, it's, there's no disagreement here, really. It is, it is a, going to be a challenging task, and it's been made more challenging in the last couple of months. It has been made more challenging. The, the, the um, head of the Bank of England, which is their version of the Federal Reserve, says that he is out of horses. Uh, we don't know what comes next. And, and his reference was to the horses in Revelation, that uh, we've seen all the horses marching in now. We've had uh, plague, death, war, destruction. What comes? Jesus is what comes next, by the way. Just just cutting to the chase. I've read to the end of the book there. But uh, with Johnny Cash singing backup, nonetheless, it, it's not good. And in the White House, with our political leaders, you, you got something like this. Here's Peter Ducey, the new White House press secretary. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, listen to this exchange. Is Americans are now spending $5,000 a year on gasoline. That's almost double what they did a year ago. Where are people supposed to go to get all that extra cash? To get the extra cash to pay for gas? Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that we've been very clear about is to do everything in our power uh, to make sure uh, that we lower costs. Uh, you know, it is important. We see it. The president understands what the American people is are, is going through, uh, and that's why uh, we're doing everything that we can. We've made uh, multiple announcements in the past uh, several several months of what we're doing, whether it's the strategic uh, petroleum reserve, whether it's the ethanol 15, to make sure that uh, uh, they don't really have a plan. They don't. The president is deploying the Defense Procurement Act to try to rev up and, and speed up the delivery of baby formula, but he's not prepared to waive any of the FDA regulations or short-circuit short some of what the FDA has done to slow things down here. They, these are real problems, and they're affecting people. And it's one thing for me to tell you what's going on, but it's another thing for me to provide you the opportunity to help. I know you guys are very generous and want to help. Uh, and so that's why I'm partnering with the Salvation Army. Uh, literally every dollar you donate is going to be converted into gas cards and, and cards for groceries. 
so that those who are in need, and, and again, overwhelmingly, the Salvation Army works with people who already have a job and they're struggling right now to make ends meet. Uh, you heard Peter Ducey in that clip there from Fox News cite that it's data from CNBC and major economists that you're going to spend 5000 more dollars this year than last year to fill up your car with gas, even if you put regular unleaded in all the time. That's what it's going to work out to be, which is insane to me. And that's going to hurt a lot of people. So if you can donate, text the word donate to 33777. Uh, right now, I want to tell you about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. If you need to clean the air in your house, huh, a couple of people probably need to get the sulfur out of their house. Um, you can use the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and put Eric3, E-R-I-C-K-3 in as the discount code, Eric3. And you'll be able to get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. You'll be saving $200 and uh, you'll get free shipping. It cleans the air. It doesn't mask odors. It eliminates odors. It, um, it it gets rid of the mildew, the mold, the bacteria, the pollen. It's filterless. You just wipe it out on occasion. It really works. It's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC3. And this thing works. You get three of them for less than $200. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here. Uh, there is new polling out from Fox News we're going to get into here in just a minute. It's making waves down Georgia before the show. Uh, let's see. Fox News called me. The New York Times called me. The Washington Post called me. CNN called, excuse me, CNN called me. Um, everybody's wondering what the heck is going down in Georgia. Uh, why is David Perdue collapsing? Well, there are answers we'll get into uh, when we come back, um, fascinating race on there, but I, I, I don't know what's going on with people. The, the number of, of angry people who are upset that I would partner with the Salvation Army. You know how hard it is to get any nonprofit to work with a conservative radio show host. And the Salvation Army didn't hesitate and people are mad that I would partner with Salvation Army because they read somewhere at one point that the whole organization had gone woke, which wasn't true. It was an exaggeration of what had happened. And I just, I need to read you some emails from people. I just wanted to say that after Hurricane Harvey hit Texas, myself and another pastor drove to Port Arthur, Texas to see if we could help. We drove from Georgia. We found a Salvation Army truck feeding people in the parking lot of a church. They would cook 2,000 meals twice a day out of a food truck. The temperature there was between 100 and 112 degrees. Myself and the other pastor were encouraged by the Salvation Army members and worked to hand out the toys that they had gathered to the children there that would show up to eat. After spending a week working side by side with them, we had such great respect and still do for the work the Salvation Army does. Um, there's another one, uh, back in May, 2013, I got laid off from my job, July, 2013, my husband, who's a firefighter EMT got injured on the job. We were living off his workman's comp and my unemployment. We basically lived off ramen noodles, hot dogs, and Mac and cheese. We made too much for government assistance. The Salvation Army helped with our utility bills. Also the MVETs as well. I will always be grateful and pay it forward when I can. I will never forget how much I appreciate them. When I get paid tomorrow, I'm going to donate $20 in Pam's name. I'm one of those struggling, but there are those in need more than myself. I'm getting lots of these encouraging emails from people uh, who have benefited from or seen the help the Salvation Army has given. Here's another one. Thank you for partnering with the Salvation Army to help those in need. My wife and I are retired and blessed financially. We're not rich, but we're not poor. 
I had donated before you finished the information. Thank you, and may God bless you for your work. And more and more, all these stories of how the Salvation Army has helped people over the years, they need you to help more today. Text DONATE to 33777.